Hello again, everybody, and welcome to our fifth installment of Echoed Influence. I'm here, as always, with April Rodriguez. How are you? Good, and you? I'm great, and I am Anthony Spartacus mm-hmm. Tamayo. We have special guests here with us, Yellow Fuzz. Uh, Alan Sosa. Arwen Yamas. How are you guys doing? Good. Is your last name Spartacus? No, no. No, that's uh, that's a name that I I, I took claim of. Um, have you ever watched the show? Uh, Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. It's it's my all time favorite show. Really? It's like I love the directing and there's like everything was really spot on. Stephen D. Knight. Um, he's the director of Spartacus and he was talking to Sony about doing a God of War movie. Oh, so it's very exciting for me. But um, I watched it so often. I have talked to all my friends about it. I got all my friends to watch it, and so like I'm such a big fan that for a while they were just calling me Spartacus. Like just threw my whole name out the window and just said, "You're Spartacus." Let's just call you that for a while. So even my Instagram is 109bc underscore Spartacus. So that's so people can help me find, uh, help them find me. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourselves, guys. Uh, When someone says like uh, like you're meeting someone for the first time, what would you tell them about yourself? I like cats. Okay, you're a cat person. Uh, Nutella. Nutella. You have? uh, Do you have any cats? I have like. Three. Like Charlie from Always Sunny. You ever watch that <laughs> show? He just like loves cats. He keeps taking them in. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I could do that with the dogs, I would. You know, but I I don't even know if I'm supposed to keep this fourth one, but the pup. But I, I am. I'm gonna keep her. I'm fighting tooth and nail for it. It's like going to a political meeting every time. But she will give this family benefits. Trying to like uh, not barter, but like. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else? What else? Tell um. Me. I. I'm not that much. I like comics, but like knowledge-wise, I'm kind of amateur. Like I know the basics basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of grew up watching like Batman, the anime. Like my uncle's obsessed with Batman. He has like a Batman license plate, Batman <laughs> ring, Batman wallet, Batman everything. So yeah. yeah, I like know most of like DC from him. I see. And so. he takes us to like every new like movie that comes out from like Marvel or DC. That's nice of him. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'd be that uncle, but on the <laughs> Marvel side. You know, I, I have a nephew and I've had the nephew in there when he was little. We used to take I used to take him to all the movies too, especially if they were like rated R, because he really liked The Punisher as well as I did. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, you can come with me, we're gonna go watch the go watch the Punisher together. <laughs> you know, those are the days. Um, um, are you a Batman fan as a result? Yeah. Oh, okay, I just had to ask. So, yeah. On our next installment, we're supposed to do a, a crossover battle with him and Hawkeye. Maybe we'll, we'll have you on if you have any information. If you have got Batman fans that day, maybe two or three of them. You dislike Batman. Yes. Right? Yeah. You called him a pedo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, the comic books would always suggest that something happened, especially like in the, what is it, like the 1970s, the way he was drawn. I, I don't think that's what they were going for, personally. Yeah. It's just something to make fun of him. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a, the way it's drawn, it looks like he's in bed with Robin. You have to look really Aww. close because the bed's barely split, but the fact that they're in bed <laughs> in the same room together sleeping is weird, you know? I always thought the idea of, like, <laughs> yeah, like, everybody thought because Batman's Batman or because he's a billionaire, what he's doing is not so weird or bad, but think about this, like, you lose your family and some guy just takes you in because he feels it's the right thing to do. I feel rapey vibes yeah. you know like this why do you mean like, especially the, the, the big uh dropping age like mm-hmm. he's a grown man yes he and by himself and in those 70s comics you can't help but wonder like why is batman all spatted up and robin's 
in like these short shorts like <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. like yes it's 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 provocative but at the same time you're putting that kid in danger man like you're just like hey, throw me the gun why can't i use it you know <laughs> throw me the fucking gun you know so like batman has never like i remember growing up and like he was never a favorite and then getting a little older i was like man there's guys with incredible feats that that i don't think batman could match like i always i would see spider-man just i figured bat uh, he would beat the shit out of bane like he yeah. would grab Bane and just give him a whooping, yeah. like you know. But for Batman, he's get his back broken. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But um, that's you know, that's just me as a as a. I, I just I think I could find interest or enjoyment out of Batman if it wasn't for like the bullheaded fans. Yeah. The fans really, really kill it for me. They think like he's an indestructible guy, and well, I'm sick of like, him. <laughs> yeah. Well, with prep time, bro, that's just like saying, "But Jesus, but Jesus," and it's yeah. like oh, that's yeah. not the answer to everything, man. That sucks. Give me explanations. I want science. You know, that's why I'm a fan of the Punisher, the guy who earns his place. You know, um, how about yourself? Yeah. Oh, like describing myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm known in my friend group as like getting everyone into the music. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Some, sometimes movies. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to describe myself. I'm very like music like inclined. Oriented. Inclined. Yeah. How about uh, I? Last time we talked, we heard you to be a, a movie buff. Oh yeah, I'm really top really top five top five favorite movies. Oh, I, I got it. Sorry, in my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a hard question, huh? I was gonna ask you guys. So this is a comic um, podcast. How do you feel about the um, comics and movies? Like, what are your like, like movie adaptations? Of the comics? Yeah. Oh. You know what? We just talked about that not too long ago with with my friend Robert. Um, Personally, me, like, I always thought that when they were making the movies from the comics, they were trying to base the character from the comics, so they're trying to do their yeah. best to bring that to real-life cinema. Yeah. That's my thinking. And then I'm, I read on to some facts, and if you know about comic books, they have, um, like, different worlds, like, different um, dimensions or different yeah. universes where they're parallel. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying that, that the MCU, the, the, the cinema universe, is it's a whole different world in its own. So the powers and... It's just things can be a little bit different and played with. People, I mean, obviously Thanos is much stronger in the comics than he is in here Does in he the kill movie. Everyone in the comics and in both or both. Um, in this in the movie, he killed just about everybody, yeah. you know. But he he just maybe about half of them, half of like important folks. Um, but I think like sometimes the movies do a great job. Like I thought personally, Watchmen was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god! I thought it was <laughs> like so if you've read the the, the, the yeah, you, you haven't seen I, it. I read the book, but then like yeah, yeah it's good I enough. I didn't read. I didn't read all of it. It's uh, fantastic. And I got really sad because like when you guys were talking about it earlier, I was like I feel bad because I really wanted to finish the book. There's still time. It's, yeah, yeah. There's definitely it's still time. It's worth the read and. Um, it's exactly like the movie, except when I read it, I think there's like one scene in it that that Rorschach he goes in there and he beats the hell out of everybody in the bar. And this is a beginning scene, like he breaks yeah. the guy's finger and. I mean, they they, they had to cut down. They yeah, yeah. Zack Snyder probably wanted to do and everything. And some things are different in the movie than they are in the book, but I mean, it was not just, very much. It was just the ending. The ending is different. Is uh, yeah. Okay. Is um, but. It's fantastic. I think they did a great job for the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder really washes and pays attention. Like three hundred is a yeah. was a comic book. Oh yeah, uh-huh. you know, and he he, I can see his style. You know, yeah. I can see where he wanted what he wanted to bring to life. You said uh, yeah. top five movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's a hard. 
that's a hard one. How about uh, maybe not top five, but just uh, a few just that movies. are your favorite? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very into like I feel like lesser known, maybe like yeah, not like as like independent like, movies. Not like yeah. um, I'll, I'll give it like B example. projects, like B listed. Uh, have you seen Life Is Beautiful? It's like an Italian. Movie. I haven't it's seen old. that one. I've heard of that one. I got one. to see it. With my, Adrian my, Brody. Uh, no, that's uh, the pianist. It's another oh, like um, similar. That one's really good. Yeah, I haven't like, seen that one either. <laughs> uh, Life is beautiful is like um, it's kind of like a Holocaust movie or, or mm. a Holocaust times, and it's just like a guy and his family, and like he's really just a, he sees the bright side of everything, and like mm. it's so nice, like well shot. I'm really into like camera work and stuff. Uh, cinematography yeah, and whatnot. Have you seen Have you seen The Revenant? Yeah. Oh. Um, the one. cinematography on that was really good. They did like yeah. these one shot takes, and it was it lasted like a good six yeah. minutes of just like oh 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 like yeah. you know you see the arrows throwing and fucking eventually, <laughs> I, I I don't know if who exactly they were fighting. I can't really recall, but it was just like one long take. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was a long take too. Like yeah. damn, just getting his ass beat for ten minutes, <laughs> man. Oh damn, that was a, that was a that was an intense scene. Yeah, that was really. Intense. Um, no Country for Old Men is another no, one that no, has yeah. great cinematography. Mm, great I shots. love that movie. Yeah, it's so if good. If I'm thinking of it right, um, the, if you you said you read it, you liked uh, B-listed movies or you know like kind of like off the radar movies. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Boondock Saints? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, did that, you like it? Yeah, of course. I I remember watching it back in '99, and I was just like, this movie's fucking dope. <laughs> like, I was religious back then. I was a Catholic, and watching that only enhanced the Catholicism. Like, <laughs> see, I can't be a badass and be a Catholic. You know? <laughs> have, you ever, have you seen it? Oh man, like you've seen. Yeah, I, ma- I made her. I made her watch it. I was like, you gotta watch this shit. Like, they're like the Punisher. You yeah. know, they go after all the bad guys. They, they, but at least they pray for them, you know, yeah, put them on their knees, before. say a prayer, shoot them, put pennies on their eyes for the boatmen to take them, you know, that was, yeah. that was a pretty interesting movie. Did you end up watching the second? Uh, I, I didn't see the second. No, it's, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. It's not like, oh, fuck, I gotta see it, or you're not probably not gonna want to watch it again after. Say, it's always the second movie, like, when the first one, it's like, it's always good, and mm-hmm. then the second one comes in, I'm just, like, afraid. It's, it's appreciated, definitely. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad at all, but it is appreciated. You can see, like, how they try to make the correlation between the first one, and how, like, it just in this one, it's just a modern-day tape. Yeah. And they replaced Rocco with some funny-ass Mexican dude. So it, 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 that guy, for me, kind of saved the movie. I love watching movies with him because he always shows me, like, the parts of movies that I would have, wouldn't have seen before, yeah. you know? Makes me appreciate movies that I might not have oh, like appreciated. like, subtle things? Yeah, he'll show me, like, oh, that's so cool that they do this, or, oh, did you see that? And it's like, man, like, I might not have <laughs> people like that. Yes. That help you to appreciate. Yeah, and like, oh, look at this. Or, yeah. like, I like how they oh, did shoot. this. And I'm like, that is nice. Huh? And widen your perspective. Yeah, exactly. It was the same thing for uh, when I got God of War 4. Have you guys played it? I play a little bit of it. If you don't like the, the it's just an immaculate scene, you know, just everything, every detail is magnificent. And as we're watching it, like, she'll, I'll just, we're both watching it and everything, and I will point out, like, look, at, do you see that deer? Obviously, you can see the goddamn deer. I mean, he's glowing blue, and he's beautiful, but I can't help but, like, just, point, look at this flower. Look at that fucking flower. <laughs> look at it. And, like, you know, I'm just, like, walking, just going up to flowers. I'm not even playing the game anymore. You know, and the boy's like, come on, come on. And I'm like, boy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> So, uh, how old are you guys? 15, 16? Uh, I'm 16. 14. 14. Mm-hmm. So what's high school like nowadays for you guys? I'm sure 10 years for me, 
it's a big difference from my day. I feel like no one has any respect for anyone. Really? Yeah, it's the vibe. Like how I told you in my PE class, no one even like listens to the teachers. Like I feel so bad. Like if I like, I'm surprised like he hasn't retired yet because like no one respects anyone anymore. Like they talk back. Everyone's just like, I don't know. Why does he say? What do you think the cause of that is? I think like just the internet, and they're like really into drugs. Like really? you'll see like people like on Zans at school, and I'm like, whoa. Really, I thought like drinking at school was kind of a big deal. It didn't happen every day. Yeah. Some of the skaters would come in with you know kind of high, oh, yeah. and like they'll get it in their the, yeah they'll have it in their Coke bottle. It's very discreet, <laughs> you know. But taking Xanax, you know, I've never new, I've never taken one. So I don't know. Like, it's the evolution of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Chris, that I don't know. I think he was a junior. His name was Chris, and he died. And everyone like. They were they had to go fund me, but apparently, like I found out last week, he died from overdosing. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I know. really. I know that's like what scares me. Wait, did he? And he was trying to, or he wasn't? It was an accident. It was an accident. Wow. Oh, then they written, they had previously written it off as a suicide. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, I see. Because it was like no, it was like during the first semester. Oh, yeah, over, yeah. So it was over Christmas break. Yeah, right? and I barely found out like this week that I it was an overdose. That. Everyone had the same yeah, idea. So it was over Christmas he break. Himself, right? Yeah. That's yeah, I think, it, I think it was about. suicide, but I don't know. That's why, like, I don't know, like, our age kind of scares me. Because, mm-hmm. like, they grow up. I think they grow up too fast. Yeah. And everyone's, like, all into, like, gangs or, like, they want to fight everyone. Like, everyone's just jaded. Yeah. Yeah, their pride, their pride is, is a huge fucking deal to them, you know, like, their ego. Yeah, exactly. Well, to me, I think it, it has a lot to do with, I think that has a lot to do with a lot of things, but one thing is that, I think a lot of parents have a lot hard time giving their kids independence, enough independence for them to be able to learn yeah. how to be independent, and um, showing them that they have a foundation still at home. That mm-hmm. even if they do something dumb, or even if they reveal parts of themselves that they were scared to reveal, you know, that they'll still be accepted and loved. Yeah. And I think those two things are lacking, and making people feel like stifled up and crazy almost, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like even in even in my day, I felt like everybody that I talked to, you know, they they all had some story with coping with suicide or the thought of it, and I, I can only mm-hmm. imagine like yeah. it's like almost like a rite of passage now. I'm sure for kids, mm-hmm. like you're fighting that demon at some point where it's like, fuck, man, like you, you know, you just you have this this ambition for suicide at some point, and then I mean, I don't know. Can you guys relate to something like that? Like, do you guys ever think about it? Yeah. Is it something that just, it's just heavy on your shoulders? I feel like it it also has a lot to do with music nowadays. Like, a lot of people are just, like, being sad and, like... Mm. And you have, like, Elliot Smith, who was, like, such an icon when he killed himself. I remember that was such a huge deal. Chris Cornell didn't... Oh, that. Chester Bennington, you know. Yeah. I think, like, (coughs) depression's, like, literally everywhere now. Like, even people, like, even if they'll be sad for one day, they'll feel like, I'm depressed. Like, Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Like he, it's really glorified. Every, everything, yeah, it's really glorified and I romantic. See, like, like cool. especially Thirteen <laughs> Reasons Why. Like I can't stand uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. Like at all. Yeah, I, I don't like that either. When I see my mom watching it, I just basically tell her, like, "This is a for teenagers. This is a guide on how to kill yourself." Or it's like, almost encouraging like, it. Yeah, like I guess in a sense, yeah, just like this is what you're gonna go through. This is what you're gonna feel. Exactly. If you can handle it, feel free. You know, like and pretty sure it's more encouraging than it is raising awareness. But, um, yeah, I just feel like everything's taken so lightly now. 
like people will be sad for one day and they'll be like depression or they'll get nervous once you're like oh I have anxiety like no or like I don't know and it's hard to tell like as an adult or the people outside of outside of them like if they're being truthful or not like for me like as, yeah. a, as a sub I've heard so many students say it you know like because it's you're right it yeah. is a, or they'll be like oh myself, I want to kill myself <laughs> yeah. yeah I want to kill myself yeah exactly and everyone says it and it's hard to you're right it is hard to know but it, you have to pay attention to all the other signs too you know like yeah. uh, and that's hard hard if you don't know what they are and it does suck that we did put that rite of passage on ourselves like we put our kids in an institution where they're, they're basically just around a bunch of other assholes trying to figure it out and mm-hmm. and one kid or whatever like one youngster who decides to do it his way which is not even most healthiest which is like bullying or making someone else feel like shit and you know I, I, I'm kind of looking at the institution of things too not just the disconnection from family but like it feels like like you said no one respects each other over there how about the teachers do they respect the students they I mean try their best. They try. <laughs> I mean all my teachers they just look tired yeah. Been done, yeah. And how, and how could you be interested in, in doing that when the pay, well, I know the pay is not so good for it's teachers. It's not even just the pay, because like, as a teacher, you can get over the pay because the students, honestly, the students are yeah. the best part of the job. Honestly. Like, they're talking and hanging out with the students is the best part, but now as teachers, you have all of these, like, okay, I have to do this, I have to make this, there's this restriction, I have to, this much time, I have, you know, to accomplish these things in, like, one week, and you're like, huh. I can't even get kids to finish a worksheet in a day. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's all overwhelming. For everybody. It just comes from the top and it trickles its way down and then everybody's overwhelmed and unhappy. And I don't think the teachers are even like the education system, you know? Like, they're unhappy in it, but they're doing their best. Or at least they think they're doing yeah. their best. Even the really strict teachers, I feel like, yeah. they think they're doing their best by, no, you can't, you can't use your headphones or no, you can't do this. You know? I just feel but, like the students really lack etiquette. Yeah. Like, now, like, I don't know, what really bothers me is when parents, like, I'll see, like, at Walmart, like, their kid in the cart, and they'll just give them their phone and watch YouTube, like, mm-hmm. no, you're, like... Learn the discipline instead yeah. of just Instead of, like, oh, like, telling them, oh, this is, like, right, this <coughs> is wrong, like, if the kid won't stop crying, here, here's my phone, like, this give will distract you, like, yeah. you're letting the phone parent your kid. It's a yeah. brave new world. And yeah. it's so funny how, like... A lot of parents do say that. Yeah, I mean, it's the kids' parents. They're not doing their part and everything. And the person saying that is that parent, too. You know, like, they yeah. just associate, like, as if their kid's something special. Or as if, like, they're, they're... I don't know. I heard this comedian talk about, like, successful children. And he's like, oh, you know, it's the parents. You know, they gotta, they gotta be the ones on the kid's ass. And everybody starts clapping. And he goes, I don't know what the fuck you guys are all clapping for. <laughs> Statistically speaking, all you guys have dumbass kids, you know? Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Um, do you know George Lopez? Yeah. He did this, like, one comedy. He's like, kids today are, like, so privileged. They don't even put the CDs back in the cases. <laughs> like, for real. That's funny. <laughs> Before it wasn't like, I wouldn't get up to fucking change the channel if I couldn't find the remote. I know. You know? <laughs> that too. <laughs> Just throw a fucking... I was speaking of, I, I like people think laziness, right? We were talking the other day, laziness. People who procrastinate are thought of as lazy. Mm-hmm. But I read an article <coughs> that said that it has more to do with the fear of failure. People procrastinate because they're afraid they're not going to do good enough, so they put it off to the last yeah. second, and then, yeah. okay, well, I, that's all I could do in that little bit of time, you know? Like, And I think, one, we haven't taught our kids how to fail. Would mm-hmm. it mean a failure isn't the end? That's another thing, because, like, I have a little brother, and he's, he's like, in soccer, and I went with my dad, 
And then he was telling me how they like they played soccer, and he's like, "This is what I don't like," because apparently, how they play soccer, they don't even have like um, points or anything. It's just for fun. How so old no, is your brother? He's like he's six. Oh, that's yeah. I see. So then every time they make a goal, they wouldn't keep track of points because it's just for fun. It's practicing. But, like, but those like, parents, they I know they do because at at, at the park over I here see, for yeah. football, it's the same thing. Yeah, like, they my don't dad keep was getting track. so mad about that. He was like, "You need to teach your kid like." And there's like kids that are, there's just like kids that are like already naturally competitive anyways. Mm-hmm. Like you just got to stop like, so your kids have to learn how to be butthurt. That's learn how to accept things. Yes. Cause like when you get a job and someone yells at you, you're going to be like, why are they yelling at me? Cause yeah. you have to like, you got to learn like. Or when you get broken yeah. up with. Yeah. Or when you fail a class. Like not or... everything's going to be the way, not everything's going to go your way. Not everyone's going to be happy. What I, the, the example I always give is. When you were a baby and you were learning how to eat, you got food all over your face, but that didn't stop you from eating. Yeah. And when you were learning to walk, you fell down a lot. You know, you didn't just get up one day and we're like, start walking all over the place. <laughs> but it didn't start, stop you from walking. You know, it's, we, at some point though, we're taught that if you, if you fail, you're the worst ever. You just suck for life. You're going to work at McDonald's and that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's the end. But, um, I... For millennials, like we've been told before that millennials don't like to work or millennials aren't working. But like when you guys get older, you guys are gonna go to the DMV. You guys are probably gonna associate, like have to go to court for whatever reason. You guys are gonna have to, you know, if you guys leave your job after two years, they're gonna hit you up for pension stuff. All these jobs are super important, and if you do go to the DMV, you would notice that. Everybody there is like a fucking baby boomer. You know, everybody there is like over 40. Everybody in the courthouse, over 40. Everybody in the pension, like trying to, you're trying to get your money or your EDD. All these people are over 40 with these jobs that claim that they've worked hard for many years to get there. These people don't do their fucking job. They don't. Like there's, there's those type of people everywhere is all I'm saying. Like there's lazy people in every generation. It's like, I don't understand why people single out the millennials and below. I guess you guys are Generation Z. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, they really just point that out about us. And it's like, first of all, you guys trained us. You know what I mean? You guys are the parents. You guys trained us. You guys got to accept that responsibility for yourself. Like, and it seems like as a masses. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And it seems like as a masses, you know, they're, they're, they're constantly like, nope, it's your fault. Yeah. And it's like, I can see us as a generation, millennials and the disease, and we're kind of just going, no, this is our responsibility. Yeah. This is our responsibility. You can say all the shit you want. You guys are going to be fucking dead in a few years. But we, <laughs> we have to fucking, we have this, you know, we have to do something about it. So, I mean, like, what's a dream job for you? Like, what's a, for both of you? I'm stuck between, like, um, obviously music and then writing and then filming. Do it all. Yeah. Do it all. That's what I'm trying to do. Don't, don't ever, because I had a teacher that did everything. He was he worked at El Rancho as a teacher. He was also a policeman. He was also a security guard. He oh, also wow. owned his own like little restaurant. That's and when I heard him do that, I was like, "That's what I want. I want to do fucking everything. I want to do one. I don't want to just do one thing. Don't limit yourself." Yeah. So, and yourself, what about you? What's a dream job for you? Oh, I can say like very likewise with Arwen. I'm very in entertainment. So mm-hmm. Music, film. Music. Um, do, do you guys write scripts? Do you guys have anything written, um, projects working on? Um, I have, I've been having this idea for a really long time for a movie. I just mm. need a camera. Nice. This, a camera. this is the place to come to. Yeah. You know. Because um, I'm like really into like making movies. That's awesome. So are we. We're, we're, yeah. in the, we're in the midst of, we have a few scripts and stuff that we, we want to execute too. 
I was I wanted to speak up you guys personally when you guys research something do you guys like how in depth do you guys go do you guys really care do you guys I go really like <laughs> if I see a movie or like a band that I really like I'll go into <coughs> depth like I just love the details mm-hmm. like especially about like movies yes yes as stories in general too yeah because I was just like I was playing God of War 4 I'm gonna bring it up again <laughs> I, I've been doing that a lot and they started talking about a god, uh, god of war in Nordic mythology named Tyr. And he was actually a, a sounds like a heroic type of dude, you know, yeah. doing the right thing, learning from other cultures. Um, and when I learned about it in God of War, I looked it up, their version of how they depicted Tyr and whatever. And I looked up the, the actual mythology, according to historians, and they were spot on. You know, they were, they were just like almost word for word, it seemed like. And... And I was just wondering, like, it's funny, like, I can literally reference the God of War as a, as a, how do you say, like, as a reference. Oh, like, if you play the God of War, it'll explain it perfectly what oh. it is, you know? So it's like, you know, when we, when we do our research and everything, where's the line drawn? Like, if I told you that, would you be like, Dick, that's not serious, that's not a real source. And I'm going to say, why? You know, and look it up. Am I not accurate? And I am. I'm going to yeah. be accurate. You know, so... That's that's like I, I just wanted to know like your depth of research. Do you would you consider a movie a valid source? Um, that's why I asked earlier about like um, you guys' uh, opinion on uh, when they do adaptations. I see. Because like the accuracy, you, you can't you can't always like get it spot on, and no. like a lot of like I feel like Hollywood now is like I'm just gonna take that source, make it my own, flip it, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not gonna be the comic. It's make it entertaining. Well, to them. Well, because, like, uh, 300, even the comic is way off from what probably actually happened. Yeah. You know, I, learning MMA, I learned about um, a Greek style called Pancration. And the history about it is remarkable if you get a chance, look it up. But the, the, the Spartan Greeks, they knew their main bread and butter, their style was Pancration. 300 of those motherfuckers took out millions of Persians not by like, like, not like how you see it in 300, throwing spears. It was more tactical. It was more like, like their sword was maybe what, 13 to 14, 15, 16 inches, something like that. Pretty close. So when they would, they would do is they would wrestle them, take them to the ground, use their pancreation and stick them a few times and then get back up and do it. Guys with spears would cover them, you know? Yeah. It was real, it was real more tactical. It was probably boring. It's probably it's probably like just probably a lot slower. Yeah, yeah, a little hacking. Yeah, famous scene where kick someone down. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know, it's just like we just got to make it epic. But like, but you know, when three hundred talked about, I believe it was a a gurgi. I don't know if I'm saying it proper, but it's when you know they inspect the baby and stuff. You know that sort of shit. That was accurate. You know, which is and it's sad. You know, but well, I was gonna say um, a documentary can be used as a source. Definitely. So why couldn't a movie that did its own research Mm -hmm. be considered a source as well? As long as you were able to back up that. Yeah, do the depth research on it, like like uh I did with uh, with Kratos. You know, it's like of course I wouldn't play the game, hear that, and then go out and tell people this is this is truth. You know, I, w- I did go into my depth research. I went to the historians. I, I didn't go on Wikipedia. You I know? think it's yeah. called like a secondary source, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, yeah. Primary right? source is like someone. Directly from. Directly yeah, from and then the secondary source. source from like someone who like heard it. Someone so, else yeah. like Let's do a third and fourth so, too because I got time and a new tablet. So <laughs> uh, I think the, it's a, it would be considered a secondary source because they got their information <coughs> from 
something so else. So God of War would be the, the secondary, secondary source. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But a source nonetheless. Exactly. Yes. Would you guys say that, like, the education system mm-hmm. is serving you guys or failing you guys? The math system confuses me, to be honest, because they change it, like, every year. Yeah, they change it from when we used to be in there. You know, I, I see references in movies all the time. The new Incredibles, he's like, why would they change yeah, exactly. math? Like, why would they change it? <laughs> it works. Like, I, I don't get it either. But, like, I, I, I just wanted that, to ask. Like, I think that it, that people are trying. I think it's hard, like, to say, is it surviving or is it serving or is it failing? Because that feels very, like, no in between, you know? Like, it, I think it's trying. The people in it are trying. But it's such a huge system. Like, it's not just in our school, you know? It's, um, it's countrywide. And to change something that big... It's that that takes a lot of work, and you know everyone's trying, but not working together enough. It's like I the guess. Like metric system. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Except that'd be more accurate, but like. But it doesn't stop the whole structure from kind of taking away the the imaginative genius that our kids originally had. And that well, that's why we put together home gallery. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's like, the purpose. There's of, always those those kinds of you to, know people to try. We're out. we're hoping to take that you know, bring that magic and imagination and create creativity back at least into yeah. our city for now. You yeah. know, and but see that's our system. That's mm-hmm. our personal system. There was a a study done by NASA scientists claiming that um, claiming that we use our creative genius after about four or five years old or whatever, they did this study with uh, kids who were about four or five years old and about 98% of them had like like incredible imaginative skills and stuff. And then about five years later, it dropped to 30%. And then when they were 15 years old, it dropped to 12%. And then when they were out of school, it was a 2%. You know, I don't know how to say this guy's name, but his name is Gavin Nascimento. Uh, he had an article and he quoted, the reason for this is not too difficult to apprehend. School, as we plainly call it, is an institution that has historically been put in place to ultimately serve the wants of the ruling class, not the common people. Yeah, I think I think kids are more creative when they're younger mm-hmm. because they're not taught anything. It's like, wait, have you heard that quote by like Bill Gates? Like, show, um, I don't know, like tell a lazy person to do something because they'll find like a more convenient way to do it or something like that. Because yeah. I think like the more we get into school, we're taught how to do things like two plus, or, like how, the math system. Like very restricted? Yeah, yeah very restricted. Definitely. So like, we're like, okay, I got to do it this way. I can't do it the way I want it because. Or the oh, way that I'm going to attempt to do it. That's, that's Yeah, exactly. That's what makes me, because like kids are more creative, like in preschool, like, like, I don't know, like kids have like very imaginative minds, but then the more we're taught about like school and logic. We don't use it as much because we have to stick to that. Mm-hmm. The, the boundaries the or the, yeah, yeah, exactly. the patterns that are set up for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just remember this. Just remember this. This is the answer. No, no, no. That's not yeah. the answer. Yeah. Don't come up with your own answer. Like, exactly. I always hear like stories from like bad teachers. Like my friends telling me like, like there's this math teacher. I don't want to say his name, but uh, <laughs> everyone's saying he's a hard teacher and like everyone comes up with their own ways to do a problem because like it's way simpler and he'll be like, he'll see it and he'll be like, no. That's not how you do it. They get the same answer. He'll be like, "No, but shut them down." But the fact that the math system changes so often yeah. should show that there are different ways to do yeah. things. Yeah. That even math. It. Yeah. It's yes. Then how are you going to encourage creativity and innovation mm-hmm. and without encouraging your mind being open? Mm-hmm. 
underrated movies for you? What's what's one mm. underrated movie that you feel question. like everybody is put down and you go, no, nah, man, that's a fucking awesome movie. Ooh, that, that's a good one. Do or that people any? don't even want to see that they pass people it. People don't even want to um, see. I don't have movies like that, but like I've seen like cult movies. Or like, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's a good, that's a or good like example, a Clockwork Orange. Oh, that's a good My one. brother was like, ew, I don't want to watch that. It looks boring. It's two hours long. And then like he watches it and he's like, oh my god, oh, Clockwork Orange is my life. I'm like, What's that movie about? It's, it's a Stanley Kubrick movie. Yeah. Okay, because I got, I got like Absium mix. Called that. It's oh. called Clockwork Orange. I remember so I like, oh. Has oh, yeah, where like, she has the hat and the suspenders. Oh, it's from that movie. I see. It's okay. about like um, this teenager in London. And he's and he's in a gang, and then he gets caught. So then he gets, um, he then he goes to jail, and then they use this. They reference it a lot in like pop culture, the Ludovico thing, where they like open his eye, like they keep his eyes open and they make him watch the screen. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. and then he turns good. So yeah. Basically. I read the book. The book is crazy. When they have they like. I really want to read the book. It has this crazy. I can't remember it now. I'm t- I have the worst memory ever, um, but halfway through the book they have him on stage and he like makes this revelation about Jesus in the middle of it that I was like dang that's it's crazy you know it's a it's really it's an interesting movie uh, 2001 Space Odyssey 2 is one of his I have been meaning to watch that have movie. you guys seen Valerian Valerian yeah. yes what an amazing movie I know I like yes. it a lot of people don't well I get it it's like, an underrated movie then well yeah that's an ultimate because it, it actually is I feel like people don't like it because they go they, they look at those those people like those nice cool calm people that say hi to you and if you notice that their countermeasures weren't like fatal their their gun just subdues you like spider-man and i bet like a lot of people who are like see i bet that's what the liberals wished could happen you know and it's like why the fuck not like those people those people dude when i saw them i got like a tear in my eye like because i was like man that's a civilization i totally wish can happen i know um what was your favorite scene in that that movie or like what's a scene that stood out you go fuck up that's why Valerian's the shit <laughs> I like when they were I don't know I just like when they were like went to like the different spaces cause it was like very diverse like it was just like one huge planet ship huh? and it was like a whole like biosphere yeah, mm, yeah. and I think that was completely really relative to what America the is like, this is a melting pot yeah. Because, like, I think a lot of people didn't like it. Because I watched, like, videos critiquing it. It's because in the trailer, they didn't really explain what it was about. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to, though. Like, just in, in, like, what, a minute and a half that you get. And I think the comic book people who ever read Valeria know the content of the comic book. So they probably thought it was going to be real cartoony. Yeah. They probably were like, oh. If you guys ever read the comic, it's very. A French comic? I don't think think so. so. I think it was made by a French guy. I don't know. Sure. I read it in English. So, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I got to look into that. Oh, yeah. What, an underrated movie for you. Mm. Oh, man. I love movies so much. Have you guys seen Enemy? It's like, um, do you know who Jake Gyllenhaal is? Yes. yes. Like a very, un, you wouldn't even know he did it. Like if, really? he, if he told you, honestly. It's like, um, it's like a movie exploring someone's mind and like really like, when you lie and then start to believe a lie, and it's, it's it's really cool. There is some uh, what is that movie? Um, when you with said that? Leonardo DiCaprio, uh-huh. Inception, like real Shutter Inception, Island. like shit, Shutter, Shutter Island, Island like oh, stuff. That yeah. one's good too. That's, that's good. underrated. Yes, 
we, I was showing her an underrated comic book movie. Um, it's like really similar to that. The Punisher Warzone. Have you guys seen that? Punisher Warzone. It's with Ray Stevenson. He was in a movie called Kill the Irishman, which is another oh, underrated Irishman. movie. Have you <laughs> seen that movie? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Based on a true story, I made her watch that one too. And, you know, that guy has some balls, man. He's just like on the news. He's like, if anybody from the mafia wants to come after me, I'm not a hard man to find. There's my house right there. You know? I'm like, geez, this dude's badass. No, he went on to play the Punisher Warzone, and I thought that was a real underrated movie. The guy looked like the Punisher, was big as the Punisher, took out dudes like the Punisher would. And the acting of some other guys seemed a little like, mm, but the director also directed um, Green Street Hooligans. So it was like a brutal... Saw you saw that movie? That one too. So it's, like, it's kind of like the same cinema style, you know? It's like very brutal, up close, oh, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's get into business about this uh, Interrealm Rumble. Who's one of your? Who is your favorite character, Arwen? Um, just in general. Yeah. Wolverine. Wolverine. Okay. And do you have a favorite? I mean, I like Batman. You like <laughs> Batman? Oh, as a kid. It seems yeah. It seems like people love Batman through the nostalgia thing, you know. But I I always encourage people to read comic books because the moment you do, you're gonna realize there's like immediately that there's so many dudes much better than Batman. You're gonna go, oh, dude, there's this guy you can yeah. fucking, you now know. I think about it, like Deadpool or Spider-Man. Yeah, like, I, I love Deadpool, too. I have more character, I feel like. See, and that's the thing. I would offer somebody to pick a character that's relative to you. Yeah. I mean, I don't, we're not gonna know what it's like to be Batman. As much as we want to be billionaires, we're not gonna know what it's like to be Batman. And he, he claims to be very dark, and I don't know, there's guys like the Punisher who are just incredibly oh, yeah. more darker. Um, and Moon Knight. So... Arwen, you told us about a, a comic you were reading. Could you explain that to us? Um, House of M. It's, um... It gives you, like, a short, like, prologue in the beginning. I don't really remember what happens, but basically it's, like, Scarlet Witch. I think it's after Infinity War. Because, um, Vision's dead. Oh, that we're dead. In Infinity War, we're dead in the House of M. So I guess, like, after that, it kind of, like, made her... It kind of, like, flipped her off the edge. Mm -hmm. And then ever since, she's been changing reality little by little. So then it starts with the Avengers and the X-Men deciding, like, oh, we're going to decide, like, are we going to kill her? Are we going to let her live? Because mm -hmm. it's not for the best. But then, like, the Avengers were arguing, like, oh, she's an Avenger. But then the X-Men like, no, she's a mutant, so she belongs to us. Mm -hmm. So then they all go together, and she's not there. And then everyone starts disappearing little by little. And then it just like goes white, and then it becomes a new reality where mm -hmm. like um, mutants are like accepted, and like every basically like everyone knows who's who. Like everyone knows Spider Peter Parker, Spider Man. No all one's that. hidden. Yeah, like basically like the superheroes are like the celebrities. Oh, cool. And no one knows like what happened. No one knows like that all the reality was changed or anything. But there's this one girl called Layla Miller, and she knows what happened. And Wolverine like. It starts out with Wolverine in the new reality, and he's like starting to freak out because he sees um, Jean Grey because mm -hmm. she's dead. And then yeah, um, I don't know. I'm bad at describing things, but basically, like he makes it to Hell's Kitchen where he finds Layla Miller, and then he basically like, okay, you're the one who knows what happened, so we have to go tell all the other mutants, and they contact getting to contact with them, and they know what's gonna happen, so they have to go to the House of M, and basically they're like. Almost like the white, the like presidential family of like the U.S. Like they're the Trumps, basically. Ah, I see. And they're having like this whole Met Gala thing, 
and that's like basically everyone's gonna be there like Storm and like Poseidon and all that so then they go to like kill her and then um, they couldn't find her because like she's in her own little reality thing and then Doctor Strange trying to talk to her because she doesn't know what's happening and like she like she's basically like lost her whole reality like she doesn't really know what's going on she thinks she's like in her own little world like everything's happy so like she didn't know she changed the reality and like they're saying like oh so basically she's like so unstable that she she like couldn't even think of changing the reality <coughs> so, so they thought it was Magneto who told her to change it but it turns out it was Quicksilver okay. so then Magneto gets so mad that he kills Quicksilver well, why did Quicksilver tell her to do that? Because um, he was basically sick and tired of being like um, the mutants being discriminated I and all see. that. I yeah. see. I see. So then basically, like, he's the one who like put it in her head, like, hey, we could be accepted for once. We can be like happy as a family. So then Magneto gets so mad that he kills him. And then that breaks like Scarlet, which is kind of like trance. And then she realizes. So then she's like, oh, like mutants are like monsters because like we can't even like keep a... I guess, like, we can't be happy because everything's, like, I don't know. Like, we're mutants, basically. Like, that's, we're not meant to be happy. Hmm. Like, nothing's going to, like, I don't know. Nothing's going to be good forever. Like, because Magneto killed Quicksilver, it makes us no different from the humans. Yeah, exactly. And, like, she calls them freaks. And then, basically, like, it ends with her saying no more mutants. Oh, shit. And then the whole reality just wipes out all over again. And then, um... Everything's kind of back to normal, but like some of the mutants lost their powers. Like I think, uh, what's it called? Charles Xavier's like his school for the the kids. Mm-hmm. Most of the kids lost their powers. Um, what's her name? Emma Frost has no, like no idea what happens, and then it ends with um, Scarlet Witch like in a village like in Europe somewhere, but it doesn't like it's like an undisclosed location, and then that's how it ends. What comic is this? Um, House of M. House of M. Yeah, we gotta we gotta look this up. It's really good. <laughs> that sounds good. amazing because um, now we can bring up the interrupt Rumble. Uh, now that she has presented that information, we have Silk Spectre and Doctor Manhattan versus Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. And knowing that information about Scarlet Witch, you know how like she was she can manipulate and change reality and stuff it it really makes her a notable character Mm -hmm. especially to someone like um dr manhattan who a lot of people claim he has no real feats other than manipulating reality what about the fact that he was able to make um rorschach disappear that's Mm -hmm. that's like changing the reality like you know manipulating the atoms within him and stuff Mm -hmm. scarlet witch according to like she can not only do that but she could put someone back without certain powers Mm -hmm. you know the thing about dr manhattan though is he created the new 52 when dc wanted to revamp their characters and realign them to a modern take it was dr manhattan who basically changed reality and now it's it became that and uh silk specter she, you know, she's basically she's like... Um, yeah, she doesn't have any superhero powers. She's basically... She has martial arts skills. Yeah. She has, like, a, she's strong and... So, in, in, a, in a sense, I think um, Silk Spectre would probably weigh down Dr. Manhattan if he had to, like, continuously protect her totally. from guys like Dr. Strange, especially, especially yeah. Dr. Strange, who has... You know, the time stone and stuff. Mm, he's you one know. of, like, the five most powerful in the Marvel Universe, right? Yes. Uh, doing some research on Doctor Strange, his astral form was able to visit his creators, which was Stanley <laughs> and his illustrator. <laughs> and 
after conversing with them, he like changed them both into uh, cardboard cutouts. And then went back, you know? I was like, that that dude just don't <laughs> fucked with his god. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty cool. And then you know, on top of that, uh, Scarlet Witch. You know, she wanted to manipulate certain realities while doing it, and yeah. it seems like Doctor Strange and and Scarlet Witch are a powerhouse. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them when it comes to the team battle. It's gonna oh, go yeah, to, to Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. And Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Pretty so sure, yeah, they're companions in House of them. Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. Are yeah. They? yeah. I would That's assume cool. that too. Like, like beans up. Uh, if you've seen Infinity War, they're mm-hmm. they're both are the ones who dissolve. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're both working together on the other side. You know, or speaking to, to each something. other. Yeah. Because she she was wild card for me in that one. Like the game changer. There's a lot of uh, people who talk about how like Doctor Strange especially could have taken out Thanos. You know, mm-hmm. with the circle and his hand goes through and just chopped that. But like you said, off. which is similar to Doctor Manhattan. Um, they said that. Dr. Manhattan can't do anything about the past, present, or the future, but he is able to witness it all at once. Mm-hmm. And I think it was similar for Dr. Strange. Like, he sees it, and he knows what's going to happen, oh, yeah. but he can't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. He kind of has to go... Well, I, I, I don't know. Like, he can see... Dr. Strange can see a lot of outcomes, you yeah. know, not just, like, what, where it's going. Well, I think... I mean, I, I think it's similar for Dr. Manhattan as well. Oh, like, he's, like, ever-present, I think, is the idea of it, I know? see. I see. But I still think, like... Uh, oh, I still, I still agree. Like, Dr. Strange, yeah. yeah, like, he can... Yeah, like you said, he can do the same thing. He can see every possible outcome, and it's funny, because when I was looking up the... Um, like, the threads on Dr. Strange versus Dr. Manhattan... That was uh, one of the things brought up. It was a year ago when someone was like, Doctor Strange can do that. I mean, Doctor Manhattan can do that. Like, you can see past, present, present, and future. And someone, like, recently wrote, well, so can Doctor Strange. Like, apparently, because you saw the fucking movie, right? And, uh, yeah, the fact that he can con- control time, uh, Doctor Strange, like, makes him a very insane character. He beat the Living Tribunal. It was a celestial with, like, three... Like, he has one head, but has three faces. Like the past, present, future, and he like fucked that head up and then. <laughs> so Doctor Strange is by himself probably can do it. Like, he's like a real, he's a real good connection between the magic, and what is real. You know, he yeah. he was a skeptic at first, and I think half of him is like, not a skeptic, but he understands what is real, and the other half of him knows that he can manipulate what is real. You know, so I like that balance about him. Yeah. Comics are real science. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a science fiction to it, and you kind of have yeah. to remember it. It's a precursor to science. So, so we all agree that Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, Doctor yeah. Strange, and Scarlet Witch. Yes. Okay, unanimous. <laughs> we got our winner, guys. Do you ever have like? Uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Do you ever have like uh, poor the guests that you bring they disagree? They're like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we had a uh, uh, DeAndre Garrett. He came on here and he said Darkseid would beat Thanos, and I I just gave him my information. He had no rebuttal, and it came down to that. But we're gonna put up the bracket soon of uh, who's winning, who's losing. the The outcome is it could change based on upon information given. So I leave that open. So like, if you have anything to give, oh, it's like unanimous. Yeah. For right now, we're we we'll all know it right now. If anybody else has anything more to say, which I doubt. No. Yeah. See, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I don't think so, you know. But then the next one is gonna be Batman versus Hawkeye. Now, I have a lot of shit to talk about Batman, and I have a lot of good things to say about Hawkeye because I feel like that's one underrated character that doesn't get his, you know? Do you really think Hawkeye and Batman are, like, uh, even, even playing field? Yeah, definitely, especially if you got 
I don't want to give too much away. I mean, well, I want to make you. I want to know what makes <coughs> you think that they are on uneven. Or they're, oh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, just the one thing of like everyone knows who Batman is, and it's like I grew up with him, and it's like yeah. I don't think anybody can beat up my. I see. I see. I see. You said like I said, it's a nostalgia. You know, it's a pure nostalgia. That's what I realized too when I met him is that. Batman, it's just because the movies came out, and then everyone, like, you know, once someone does something, they're like, oh, I can do that, but I could probably do that better. Yeah. And so everyone just starts focusing on that one character. Like, yeah, it's a, like it's fad. It's a fad mm-hmm. to like But it, now yeah. with all the Marvel movies coming out, I feel like it's really opening up people's, yeah. like, love for characters and stuff. Yeah, like, you don't have to just like Batman because you grew up watching mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, especially if you watch the animated series, you know, like, there's a lot of reason to say, like, mm, you know, Batman's mm, not the best, you know? And once you start reading some comic books about Hawkeye, he, there's old man Hawkeye right now, and he's basically collecting the rest of the Avengers, taking them out. Oh, really? You know, so he's, he's, he's a bad dude. And the fact that, you know, just the cinema, watching Hawkeye go up against everybody who has a power, like the Vision. If you watch Civil War, when they all run at each other, Hawkeye goes after the Vision. I know. And I was like, oh, my God, like, the strongest <laughs> dude, you're mine, bam! And I feel like Batman's more of a, I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here type yeah. of guy, you know? It's like, I'm gonna just wait for Alfred to bring my stuff. Yeah, and, and, and like, okay, like, see, that's another thing I say, the difference between Iron Man and Batman is that Iron Man being on that planet, fighting Thanos, that's Iron Man's thing. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna go run, find somebody to fight this. Yeah, like I'm in here. every Batman movie, while he's, like, in the battle, he's like, Alfred, bring me this. Yeah. Now. Like, and now. Get out of here. Yeah, and then, like, he's, like, very, like, escapey, you know? And, like, I feel in that instance, Batman would have took off and got Superman and brought him back oh, and be like, now let's fight him. I believe that the creators of Batman were inspired by Zorro. You know, as a lot yeah. of characters are, are inspired by such. But, uh, like, Zorro, if you think about him, he's he's rich, black cape, protects the people, uh, hates the government, mm-hmm. you know, is rich. He has, he has yeah. an Alfred. He has a <laughs> secret lair. He has a badass horse that is the car, you know. And it's a <laughs> 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 But you know, I think it's, uh, Batman's like a... a of Zorro and like Dracula yeah. put together, you know. So, but its inspirations come from everywhere, you know. Yeah. I remember DC. Um, I think about maybe five or six years after the Punisher came out, they had theirs called the Penalizer, the and it was like, oh, you, that was that. really, that's really on the button, guys. Come on, and they're paying you. They're paying you for this shit. <laughs> that's disrespectful. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, please let us know. Do you guys have any? Uh, upcoming shows, anything that we could come see you at? Um, We're really just planning, trying to plan. Is shows that out one Nebula Narcs? Well, if you don't know what it is, huh? Um, this should be this month, I think. We might have a show in Pico. Nice. nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see though. And yeah. you guys said last time that you're recording this summer, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're, we're working on that. Nice. Yeah, like a demo down already. Kind nice. Of, yeah. Last time Great. you didn't have that yet, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. So like, keep us updated and let us know how that's going along. And if anybody else is listening and wants to uh, stay updated with them, Yellow Fuzz on Instagram. It's just Yellow Fuzz Band, I think. Yellow yeah. Fuzz Band on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. Okay. All right. Thank you guys again for coming on. I'm Anthony Spartacus Tamayo here with Modest Betty herself. Me, April Rodriguez. Um, Alan, Alan Sosa. Arwen Yamas. You guys have a good one. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.